the Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. Have you ever been listening to NPR and thought to yourself, gosh, I love the human interest aspect, the dulcet voices of the hosts, the promise of totes, but I just hate how true it all is. That's where we come in. It's This American Lie, an hour of improvised NPR. We're a lot like that other show, but we make it all up in front of a live audience every second Saturday at the Nerdist School stage. Find show and ticket information at NerdistSchool.com or catch the podcast on the Nerdist School Network. Search for us on iTunes. I am Ethros. I corrupted the spirits of men before they had speech to name me. The child was but the last among tens of thousands. One more pure heart to corrupt. One more soul to suck dry. Well, chalk up one exciting failure. You didn't get that boy's soul. What soul? Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? Nothing. That's what I found in the boy. No conscience, no fear, no humanity. Just a black void. I couldn't control him. I couldn't get out. I never even manifested until you brought me forth. I just sat there and watched as he destroyed everything around him. Not for a belief in evil. Not for any reason at all. That boy's mind was the blackest hell I've ever known. Yay! Yay! Brava! Thank you. For a second I was doing like... Antonio Banderas. Well, a bad (laughs) triumph, I felt like. Oh, yeah, a little. A demonic triumph. Yeah. Well... Why not, right? Yeah. And it also, it was a triumph of a performance. It was. Oh, my gosh. Thank like, you. if we were casting, you got the part. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I oh mean, for gosh. gracing us with your versatile velvet tones. Yes. Oh, well, I try. <laughs> I try. <laughs> um, welcome to another episode of Tall, Dark, and Broody. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And I'm another of the hosts, Ryan Mogi. <laughs> you weren't gonna continue. You're gonna be like Ryan. You know the rest. <laughs> I don't know. Does anyone care about my last name? Yes, everybody cares about your last okay. name. Okay, people. Ugh. A lot of people actually like saying calling me by my last name. Yes, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Especially boys. It's more of a boy thing, I guess. Colin loves it. Yeah, I didn't tell him to call me Mogi. I don't think it you know, just happened. You guys were like hanging out in the studio, and I came in at one point, and he referred to you as Mogi, and uh-huh. I was like, something must have happened. Before I came in, there's like a new camaraderie here. I'm not that I'm not privy to. I do think that we had a very special drive back from Comic Con. That's true. I think we bonded a lot, and also that was when I realized he's exactly like all of the men in my family. Mm-hmm. And so now I have like a familial love in addition to my friend love for him. Great. Uh, that finishes our first segment. <laughs> Colin talk. <laughs> <laughs> We have a very special guest today, a uh, an angel and Buffyverse newbie. Mm-hmm. Um, a comedian. A comedian. A man of the earth. A farmer. A warm personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A warm personality. Zach Tobacco's here. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Zach. Oh, thanks for having me. This is a good... Um, uh, justification to get me to watch some episodes uh-huh. yeah that's sort of this whole thing as a plot to make the people in our lives who haven't watched buffy watch more buffy mm-hmm. it's a and slow angel. conversion yeah i don't i don't think i'd ever seen any episodes of angel i was like loosely aware of uh david Boreanis mm-hmm. as like a celebrity um 
And I think I've only ever seen two, maybe two episodes of Buffy. So I was You're pretty very fresh. fresh very this. fresh. And they don't spend a ton of time explaining context in these episodes. No. And it's so weird because like prior to these episodes, I feel like so many of them were like so exposition heavy mm-hmm. and they'd be like, remember this thing with this person? And like here they they barely explain yeah. a lot of it. Did you feel how did you feel? Did you feel lost? <laughs> did you I I thought like so I think the two episodes they had like pretty different styles. Yeah. Um I think like the first one she was like uh really heavy on the like campy stuff. Mm-hmm. And the second one was more of like a normal show. Mm-hmm. Like um yeah. that like uh and I think the second one had a little bit of the like background like oh Someone, some person died. I don't remember who it was. Doyle. Doyle. I was like, oh. And they, they had like those like serious like, oh, like let's have a sad scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like otherwise, it's like, I mean, it, it's not too hard to catch up with what's going on, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The first episode, well, it just seemed much more, I, I don't know. It, it was much more like fantastical because mm-hmm. like they were from another world and it was like, um, I don't know. There was like a lot more that the audience had to be clued into, I think, as far as like, like everybody knows exorcisms. Like everybody knows, yeah. like there there isn't some like mythology that we have to be caught up with. Because like if you say exorcism, they're like, great. Mm-hmm. I get it. Whereas like the first episode was like, this person escaped from this alternate dimension where women are held as slaves and like also female circumcision like uh, talk and like that right. kind of thing. Well, and in some ways, it was weird that in the first episode, the uh, connections to female circumcision felt so heavy-handed. So heavy-handed. But even so, it was this whole other world, and they're clipping people's spines, and it's all, you know all that stuff. Versus the second one, which is a much more real-world parallel. Like, yeah. children are born with mental health problems, and uh, what do you call that? Uh, uh, so. Sociopath, like psychopathy, or so, sociopathy. yeah, exactly. So, like, that's a real thing that we all, you know, we might know somebody who has those kind of. Or, or related to somebody who has that kind of issue. So, like, that didn't feel as heavy-handed as when they were trying to deal mm-hmm. with this, with the female circumcision thing. I felt like it was so, it was so, uh, yeah. It was, it was all on the nose. It was, it was very, nose. yeah. Yeah. I Like, I kind of felt like she was, like, that that episode was written like in the midst of a cocaine binge. Mm-hmm. Yes, just That's good like, filing. Of yeah. like like just how there's so many things about it that were like just yeah so on the nose and mm-hmm. like like the jokes were like so bizarre and mm-hmm. like uh, uh like charisma carpenter like she had to do a lot of heavy lifting in that episode. Yes, she did. <laughs> and I like felt for her. I was like, oh my god, like they they need to like take better care of this actress because yeah. she is like really like she, like she's like I don't know, like sent out to like take the take the heat in every scene that <laughs> yes. she's in. Yeah, and she she's like comic relief. She's like voice of reason. She's like like she has to her character has to be so many roles mm-hmm. for this show because I mean they're kind of still figuring out how Wesley is fairly a fairly new addition to this show. Yeah. So they're still kind of like figuring out the ins and outs of like how to use him well and make him dance. Make him dance, I guess. I felt like that was a little bit hammy. Did you guys I I don't know. I I actually like I probably my favorite part of that uh first episode mm-hmm. was the like party sequence because mm-hmm. it was like 
It was so dated, like so 90s. Mm-hmm. It was like the most 90s like yeah. thing you could possibly see on TV. And also just from a production perspective, uh, I love watching um, parties where like main characters have dialogue and everybody in the background has to dance because <laughs> I know that all those people are dancing in silence. Yeah. And it's, it's just – it's just so funny to watch them like awkwardly like try to fu- like dance yeah. and like not everybody is imagining the same music. Oh my god! Oh. You know who they really sold out in this episode? The woman who works at the sandwich shop who has the MFA who is talking to oh, Angel. Yes, because yes. she's dancing like it's a salsa. Mm-hmm. She does not know that they're gonna mm-hmm. lay in a dance track. No, she no. looks like a fool. Yeah, <laughs> she starts like snapping. <laughs> she is like, moving snapping. her hips. Like yeah. she thought it was gonna be a salsa beat, and they made her look silly. They did. Though I did write in this. And we can talk about it because. This is a safe space. Okay. Um, when Angel said, I don't dance, it triggered something in me. Because you know how people talk about like a lady boner? Uh-huh. <laughs> the term I don't dance gives me the opposite of a lady boner. Boner. You are like, shut up. I don't or like Or just it. like, it's like, oh, like it's like the least attractive thing a person can say. How did the, you I, feel? Okay, with that statement... And then seeing him be goofy and dancing in his imagination. It made me feel bad for him because it is rooted in insecurity. <laughs> like, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad that he's so insecure and scared of his own mm. ability to have fun. But I still, anytime someone says, I guess mainly men, but anyone says, I don't dance. It really, it gets a human turn off. Interesting. Really Zach. Interesting. Well, I, I kind of agree. Like, I understand the... Uh, impotent like whatever the like urge to be like oh like don't look at me whatever yeah um but yeah like i like it whenever somebody's like nope like i've closed my life off to that <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> that possibility and it's like oh well i guess you shouldn't be at a party like, <laughs> yeah maybe you should be at home rereading the same book that you've read yeah, four times with yeah. your portrait of buffy as your bookmark <laughs> And I think there's like an implied judgment to it yes. also, which I think is like really the the part. It's like, I don't dance and like you shouldn't either. Right. Yeah. Because like, well, I'm above it. Yeah. There's like, it's like, a, it's not for me because it's lame. Yeah. And yeah. like. I don't like country. It's like, come on. what What's the matter with you? Yes. Like, <laughs> oh my God. That reminds me of when people say, I hate when people say this, but like, I like all kinds of music except rap or like whatever. Like, like yeah. I like all kinds of music except country. I'm like, well. I mean, that's a huge blanket generalization. Well, and it can't possibly be true. That's not true. So many, because the way music works, <laughs> there's everybody borrows from everywhere. Yeah. So if you like everything about country, you're being dumb. Because mm-hmm. that means you like singer songwriters who have their roots in country. Mm-hmm. It means that you like Americana, which grew as a, as has evolved and moved in and out of country. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah, I guess that's almost as big a turnoff as I don't dance. But I think I don't dance is also saying no. I won't dance with you, which yeah. I also don't like. I won't be yeah. able to say yes. I will dance with you. Yeah, that's the thing. I think, and also like I, I am attracted to like a person that enjoys having fun and mm-hmm. like is like ready to just have fun in the moment, and um, or at least even if something's not your thing, to like at least try to have fun while you're there, right? And it's not like saying I don't know how to waltz. That's fine. If, 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 okay, if like, like <laughs> waltzy music starts playing and someone's like, to catch a waltz. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how to waltz. I'm going to try, but I right. don't know how to waltz. So, oh man, but that, 
that fancy party. Obviously, you're the one there who, who's there to like shake things yeah. up, right? Yeah, no, I'm there to like, I'm going to be like, <laughs> like there's going to be a record screech somehow. I'm going to have started that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then he drinks a beer with the ghost. Yeah. In the apartment. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that, okay. So is that a thing that exists in yeah. the, the like continues to exist in the show yeah um there's just this like background character that is basically cordelia's ghost that lives in the house she lives in okay and then uh for format like is the show is every episode like cordelia has some like ridiculous vision and then that's how they get their cases pretty yes. much that's like that's not a really solid business plan <laughs> no well, Angel's not a really good business person. Mm. No, he's not. He Cord- doesn't do it for the money. No. And Cordelia is more wants them to advertise, wants them to promote themselves as a detective agency. Because they do have the infrastructure to investigate crime. They instead tend to just investigate visions. Yeah. Like, they could yeah. hire people off the street. I mean, it could just be a normal detective agency. But, but just Cordelia happens to have a crazy vision every week. Well, okay. And Here's the background. I don't know if this makes it any better. It's always been uh, a very uh, narrative shortcut. At first, there's this guy who was half demon named Doyle that found Angel and was like, hey, Angel, the powers that be, like God or whatever in this universe, sent me to you and said, hey, I'm going to help you with these visions. Then Doyle sacrificed himself, dies. He gives his visions to Cordelia, and now Cordelia has them. So there is, like, a you know, when you talk about, like, deus ex machina, there is, like, there are powers that be that are making this happen. It okay. isn't a coincidence that Cordelia gets visions. It's someone wants Angel to have, see these, know about these visions, so they give them to Cordelia. I mean, it's not it, the it's most solid like, premise, but it is, like, that yeah. is the, the premise is that there are beings that interfere in our world and make stuff like this happen. It's like a fair enough way to be like, okay, well, we have to, we have to like give them cases somehow. So right. that's, yeah. you know, that, that does, I think just the, um, there's like some things that kind of really like, I felt dated the show. Mm-hmm. And like one of those things was like the way they like did the like wacky cuts for the, like to see Cordelia's vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I like, and that was kind of consistent in both episodes where it was yeah. like, oh, like that, uh, you know, and whatever. I mean. Uh, times are different, yes. but it was like, oh, okay. That's like, that's one thing where like, they, like, they could have worked a little bit harder on that and like found some, some like, I don't know, like that wasn't so like ridiculous. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. And like the, this, like when you were saying like the wacky cuts and like the style of those like overlay, like overlaid images, I feel like is not. It's something that has disappeared so much from like what we see today in TV. Like mm-hmm. you yeah. don't see those kind, and with the sounds that are like whoosh, 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 yeah. and it's like it it does feel really dated. Well, and like I guess in its defense, it is like campy, like or at mm-hmm. least like mm-hmm. the first episode was like very was like kind of deliberately campy, which I think is like okay, like if you're gonna do if you're gonna be like campy, then like kind of anything goes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. It's just, uh, I guess, stylistically, it's so different from what modern TV does. Yeah. I mean, and it is really different from its sister show, Buffy, Mm -hmm. which, like, in Buffy, they don't really have 
any of that kind of any of those stylistic choices are like not happening. Right. But it's that's the thing. If you're doing a case of the week show, I mean, because there's also like the murder she wrote way where you have Mm -hmm. Jessica Fletcher meet a new group of people and one of them is murdered by the others. Yeah. And so like that, that isn't really very doesn't hold up to much scrutiny either no. you know or you have you link angel with the police which they do a little bit on this show mm-hmm. but not in order to get cases and then you because the police are called when a crime happens i feel like the fact that he's an investi- investigator should play more in like, like people should be seeking him out more. yes yeah but that isn't happening right now um i think it will happen and i think also once they flesh the world out and give him more contacts in the world mm-hmm. that gets easier to deal right with. or if there was and right now, they're really beyond, like, they'll mention that Doyle died. There isn't a through line of an arc developing mm-hmm. in this season. Um, no, there isn't. It's so Monster of the Week. Which, if they, ch- which I think a modern show would absolutely have that through line arc. And if that was happening, then all of the cases that the powers that be were choosing would be leading toward an ultimate thing. Mm-hmm. But when we get to the end of the season and we look at all the cases, they're not going to all add up to something. I mean, it doesn't feel like that right now. Yeah, but, like, that kid doesn't come back. Yeah, I mean, she just gone, got out. There's people who are pure gone. evil. Yeah, that have nothing to do with supernatural. So, what like psychopaths, I guess. There's also portals, but that's not adding up to anything right no, now. No, no. So it feels like the first season of a lot of shows where they don't have that, like that season long arc. And I think it's especially in modern binge watch culture, we expect a season arc. Totally, and there's nothing. There, it just isn't here right now. Yeah, sure, I, and I, and I think like just tonally, it seems like they're still kind of deciding what the tone is for yes. the show. Because mm-hmm. like the, I mean, as we've said before, like the first episode is like total camp, and the second episode is like treats everything a lot more uh, grounded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I, like it. You'd think as a spinoff show that they mm-hmm. would have everything like set already, but right. uh, apparently they were yeah. finding their feet. I also mm-hmm. wonder, too, because the way people made television back then, which I know it wasn't that long ago, but things have it evolved was, so it much. Was a whole other millennium. I know. It was a mm-hmm. lot. Okay. It was a long time ago, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we expect – or they, they – it used to be that you could expect to drop in on a show mm-hmm. and just watch an episode, sample mm-hmm. a show, a drama in the middle of the season. Yeah. You can't do that now. I mean, you could, but there's going to be ongoing arcs that you don't understand. Yeah. So – it's also of its time. I think it's part of another thing that makes it dated. Even Castle, you can drop in on it, but you're there's gonna they're gonna make references to things you don't understand. There's gonna be ongoing arcs that you don't get. Yeah, I think the only shows now that do it are like the ones that are staunchly procedurals. So it's like CSIs. Even then, there are some like small plots, but like mm-hmm. no one gives a shit about those. Or like um well, like think, Law and Order SVU and those. I think kind that's of shows. why uh, there's such a differentiation between. The shows that are on networks and the shows that are on cable and mm-hmm. Netflix and stuff like that, because the network shows depend like they are, I think, deliberately chosen because they can show them all year long out mm-hmm. of order. And like you don't have to know what you're watching. Like basically, mm-hmm. if you watch like any I don't know how many NCISs there are or CSIs no. <laughs> or whatever, but like. All those shows, like, basically it's like, oh, like, which rapper is in the cast of this mm-hmm, show? Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the only difference. Yeah, yeah. And there's pretty much just, like, some kind of violent crime that is resolved within max two episodes, most yeah. of the time one. And that's it. 
But yeah, but that's why you can turn on USA and watch seven random episodes of NCIS yeah. and be satisfied, mm-hmm. you know, on some level. Ex- except for the fact that you spent your whole Saturday. I mean, I was cleaning and <laughs> building an Ikea dresser. I was doing other stuff. Get off my back. Come right, right, I called sorry. you a warm presence. <laughs> but I'm just, uh, you know, I'm like caring. Aww, you know? okay. I'm like, oh. Um, um, how about the first time Angel squeezes the coffee? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a little... <laughs> like he's going to grind it up with yeah. his little fingers. Yeah, that was really cute. Um, so basically, Bai Lang is mm-hmm. like furiosing these women. She's yeah, like... Yes, and she's also a princess from another realm. Yeah. I kept and forgetting she was a princess. They dressed her up like Trinity from The mm-hmm. Matrix. Yeah, okay, that was... Did Trinity have a boob window? I don't, the, I don't okay, know. Okay, the boob window was it's like so a porthole. insane. Like, it's funny because like in ugh. comics, you see boob windows all the time. Like it's like Power Girl has yeah. one in her costume. Like you see boob windows all... I think Emma Frost sometimes has a boob window. Yeah. Like you see boob windows all the time. In real life, you don't see them a lot. And I know why. Because it's weird and distracting. Yeah, they look really weird. It looks like the boobs are fighting. And I think... Okay, I have multiple issues with her costume. One, it can't be comfortable to have a boob window like that. Like, she no. was about to fall through her boob window. Yeah. Two, why is she wearing leather when she runs hot? I know. Shouldn't she be in, she like, be a, a linen? linen? She should be wearing those crazy pants that Wesley's well, wearing at the flower place. Yes. Like, I think I think it came out, I think this episode, like, aired, like, a couple of months after The Matrix came out. Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty sure that they were just like, hey, the Matrix is cool. <laughs> let's like, I mean, let's like whatever. Like, like in uh, what's his name, David Greenwald. Like, because yeah. he he was one of the writers on this episode. Yeah. So like in his like coke binge, he was like, <laughs> let's just let's just do the Matrix. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like we like let's get a woman that yeah. We'll get her to look exactly like Trinity. She's mm-hmm. gonna have dark hair. It's gonna be short. It's gonna be cropped close to the head. She's gonna wear leather. She's gonna have a boob window. It's gonna be great. And he's like, "We're gonna do it. It's gonna be just like Matrix. Everyone's gonna love it." And then this episode happened. I don't mind her. I mean, I, she's much, fine. I don't like her outfit. I think her outfit is not doesn't make sense for her character. Almost naked would make more sense, or yeah. like in a bra. Well, yeah. I think I think she like you know whatever made hay. You know, it was like. They they didn't give her a lot, but she like came through for yeah. them. Yeah. Um, okay. I have a question, and I've been thinking about this ever since Angel got out of the shower. <laughs> Did she make him orgasm with her little hand on his chest? I don't really know. I his, didn't know what he happened. He made like them. a weird face, yeah. like a, not a face we've seen of him very much. He doesn't usually have sex with people. It's not one of his things. And so it, he made like a weird face, and I was like, "What is that face?" Yeah. And then there's no talk about like what just happened later, except I needed to take a shower. I think I think what happened was I don't know if he had an orgasm. I think he was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so riled up by this like sexy. But there's hot. a moment when she's like puts her hand and like it shakes and she's like giving him powers. Oh, she's, like, I don't know. I think she's like transferring her like sexy heat on him. I I really I thought that the like the simplicity of the parallel between like. Physically hot and sexy. Yeah, hot. yeah. It's like, oh, it's too much. Like, good, good old single entendre. Yeah, there. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um. Also, can we just note that, that actor, the like spa guy? Yeah. He, we've talked about him before on this show because he played. He's the guy from the, the episode with the Nazi. 
uh, he's the demon that um, dies when he tries to help Doyle. Oh, okay. Because he's he, also Kirk from uh, Gilmore Girls. Yeah, but he's okay. all over this series. The oh, leader of the like. The way he's like, dudes. guy's like way cool, man. Kay. Yeah, he's like lame, man. Oh, oh, yeah. the, um, the guy that works dude. at the spa. Okay, the spa, like. Yeah, right. that right, guy that's that like guy. too much. Yeah. He's yeah. too much, but he, like, I felt like he played it just right. Yeah, he was fine. I mean, just his lines were a lot. Yeah, he was doing, again, he was taking what he had mm-hmm. and doing the best he could. Well, I, I think it's like another example of like them kind of going to like the campy, mm-hmm. like comic relief stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like, I think he, you know, whatever, is like pretty straightforward what he was there to do. And mm-hmm. he like showed up and did his job. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I have another thing. Okay. This is not quite as um, important to me as I don't dance, but it's in the mix. Okay. Why do fictional characters have violet eyes all the time? I know. The... <laughs> Purple eyes. Like, that comes up, because in real life, no one has violet eyes, right? Except for uh, Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, she did. Elizabeth uh I keep wanting to say Olsen, not her. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, yeah, she had violet eyes. She did. Okay. So it happens once a millennia. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So this is, like, kind of connected to something else that I, like, mm-hmm. wanted to talk about a little bit, which is, like... The like the naked girl that comes out of the portal, yeah, is a redhead, which is mm-hmm. like another thing where like like whatever, like two percent of humanity has yeah. red hair, but like a third of people on television have it. Uh, yeah, and I think it's you and know in I literature think, they have auburn hair. Yeah, everybody has auburn hair and violet eyes, violet eyes or gray eyes. Gray eyes are gray another. eyes are silver. Yes, people mm-hmm. are very interested in silver eyes. And so, like I think so much yeah. of it is to is because like those. Uh, like exciting extreme things mm-hmm. or uh you know they draw your attention in yeah um, in like a really fast way and like um and, and i guess like with um especially with commercial acting like mm-hmm. if you have red hair you are like i think like a third to like like 50 percent or something of like commercials feature red haired people mm, right uh so like you should dye you your hair yeah. if yeah. you want yeah. to be in a commercial. All right, I'll dye my hair, Zach. Jeez. <laughs> um, I'll stop just watching NCIS all day. <laughs> all day long. Just spend some of that time treating your hair. Yeah, then you have a, an excuse because you have to sit. and you have to, It has exactly. to process. Perfect. Perfect, guys. I love it. Um, it also, it was interesting that they didn't make any racial things out of. No, thank God. Yeah, they've so tried to I, do that before. I felt like that we could have had a more multiracial of the girls he's she's saving. They all kind. I mean, one had red hair, mm. but they were all very like skinny, generic white girls. Mm. I wish we could have had a little bit more. Yeah, something. Yeah, but the main one was Asian, so that's enough. Yes, that's their thought. I okay. and had a bit of an accent. I don't, yeah, I don't understand the world. No, I think, I, but it's okay because we aren't in that world. We're in like a we're. They're through a portal. Yeah. So I don't know what, the, maybe just their royalty, mm-hmm. maybe it's like the top, the upper class are all um, Asian. Yeah. And yeah. And learned human English with an accent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that Angel was not harsh enough on the slavers. Well, I, I think that the episode, like, it, it kind of just, and like, it just like, oh, well, that's our. 45 minutes and like like i think that there was a lot more like set up to explore Mm -hmm. that they just didn't have time to explore um but yeah i like it was it was like really soft at the end it was was like like, all right see you later like don't come back here yeah (laughs) 
Apparently, uh, after this episode aired, uh, Byling got a call from someone at Angel being like, hey, come back. This would be fun. And she's like, oh, so I'm probably going to do it. And then who knows what happened? Who knows? But she didn't come back. She didn't well, come they back. definitely like, they like ended it in such a way that it was like, oh, we're going to see more of these people. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, from what you said, it sounds yeah. like you do not see more no. of these people. No, we don't. It's also, it's also a mission. And I know that he would angel would never choose this mission over earth people mm-hmm. but like it seems like a mission that angel would align himself with and yeah. want to help more or yeah. try to figure out a way to help these sex slaves yeah it's weird or however you want to call it. they were said that like what i don't know what you call them they're just slaves Vict- i guess women yeah victims. human traff i mean they're not human but they're and they're not really being trafficked they're just being uh lobotomized yeah and but also- <laughs> I think I think from like for Angel like for like the bit of whatever character mm-hmm. um, development of like oh like he will always fight for humanity. I mean I thought yeah. that that was probably like I mean like probably the most effective part of it for mm-hmm. like from a series point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where they were like okay like he is all about defending humanity, and there's like okay like now I kind of get what he's about, right? Yeah, like, I mean that makes sense. I think. I think there's something problematic with the uh, that with the way that the the cuttings are treated. Yeah, because they are at once, like we said, that's there's a clear com- thing with circumcision, mm-hmm. and there's also like they're physically hot, sexually hot, mm-hmm. and also it's their whole personalities, which yeah. I think linking all of those things together. I don't know. There's something about it that just doesn't feel. And yeah, then right. after they like perform the procedure, then they call it it. They call it like yeah. yeah. it. It's like oh, like okay, we get it. Like Jasmine and ear feminist. It's like but also <laughs> like it was like kind of misguided feminism. Like it was yeah. like because it was like okay, well, like it's like these women have these sexual power over men, and they don't like it. So the men are trying to like hurt these women, but mm-hmm. then to make it all these women are. Our sexual yep. power. Right. Like once you take away a woman's sexual power, like, she's what just she? obedient, obedient and has no personality. I, I think maybe if you're like uh, if you're like a, f- a dude around 40 years old and you've yeah. been working nonstop for like three years and you're just <laughs> fueling yourself on cocaine at this point, <laughs> then all this stuff makes sense. Yeah. Because you're, you're like, you're like, this is great. This is great. Yeah. This is great. This idea works. And it's, like you just listen to something on yeah. NPR about female circumcision. Yeah, and you're, you're like, like oh, that's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. Let's yeah. rally against it. with it. And it is wrong. And I think if anybody watched. <laughs> I think that that's the important. That's the important point. Listen, yeah. female circumcision <laughs> is wrong. <sighs> I know, but is that cultural no matter, relativism? Yeah. I mean, no matter what, what no matter what dimension you're Ryan, from. it is not cultural relativism to say that like cutting. No. Yeah, I, I think it's. I don't. I don't think it's cultural relativism. Are we against male circumcision? I think they're very different. They're in very their, different. Um, in their practice and uh, re- results. Mm-hmm. Um. Because uh, like the penis can still. Uh huh. Work. Right. The clitoris is just cut off. I'm not down with female circumcision. <laughs> If that's, but I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm against it. We don't have to, this is not a, ugh, we're not doing, you, I'm just thinking, I'm imagining, right I'm just imagining, <laughs> cool. ow, that would hurt. Um, 
Why okay. did I write not all men? Um, I don't know. How about Wes- well, I, like, Wesley hitting I, on that? But, but I think that that's like I think that that's kind of part of what makes this episode so weird is that it's like like first first off it's like oh like this is about female empowerment but like check out Biling's boobs yeah huh? yeah and it's like oh well okay you're not and then like oh look at all these look at all these sexy ladies at the at the spa mm-hmm. it's like oh like are we are we really making a single point here are, like yeah. are we focused on the yeah. point that we're trying to make and I, I like i think that that is kind of the problem with some of this uh some of some of like kind of feminism for show mm-hmm. uh which i think that this episode like kind of like very straightforward was like here's like here's my show of like how much i care mm-hmm. but like uh let's let's put in some tits yeah. yeah and it wasn't and the thing was it wasn't it wasn't like these women that were like in control of their like sexual desires and wants it was like these women that were like overcome with like because when they get there, right, they're like overcome with like sexual feelings, right? Yeah, when that's they get why there. they have to be kept in boxes. It's like so. It's like come on. I don't know. It just seemed. It seemed paternalistic. It felt like a man telling me why I should. Because at the same time, we're still seeing that like Angel is like protecting. I I don't know. It it was a weird. It was a weird tackling of feminism. I felt. Yeah, I don't know if it was even trying to be feminist. I felt like it was trying to present us with um, an alternate viewpoint of Angel. Like have a person who is also doing the best for her people but runs counter to Angel. Well, I think like, like, I think it was yeah. really about – and then maybe that is in itself anti-feminist because Angel's a dude. But like – I don't know that it was trying to be a feminist treatise. Mm. I felt like it was just trying to give something to Angel that would challenge him. Yeah. I mean, she does, you you are right, like she does kind of present a like foil to Angel a little bit, but I don't know. I, I think it was just because it was like men versus women in this other world that like my ears perked up. Hmm. I don't know. I think that if they were trying something feminist, then maybe they. I don't know that they would have had Wesley hitting on. Yeah, that's them true. While they're being saved, I, I don't. Well, I, like I think that that maybe plays into whatever. Like, like my theory is that David everyone's Greenwald on so fucking so much fucked coke. up on coke. Like, yeah. and I think I think it's probably true. I David mean, can we, call in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but, David, uh, we've got you on the line. But I think I think the um, I, like <laughs> I think this type of show at its best is like a uh, conduit for like meaningful social commentary, which I think is like what makes uh, the original Star Trek like so like cutting edge and like interesting, mm-hmm. and like why it's still relevant. 40, 50 years later, 50 years yeah. later, it was just 50. the 50th anniversary just, on Facebook yeah. and everybody mm-hmm. loved it. Everybody uh, loved it. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I think, I think that that is where this kind of show can have uh, importance uh, and like beyond, beyond like where it can step beyond just being like murder of the week kind of fair. Sure. I think that, you're right. It did. It felt like I was thinking that while I was watching. Like it felt very much like a Star Trek episode. It felt like 
Kirk encounters this alien race that teaches him a little bit about how humans should treat each other and yeah. then leaves. And that's, I, I don't know, I think that it's not something that this particular show does at its best. Yeah. I think the story of this show is more about individuals' relationships and the and their individual struggles rather mm. than cultural issues. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm liking the episode less the more we talk about it. I didn't hate it. I don't – I mean, uh, very few modern television shows will talk about female circumcision. So yeah. the fact that they were doing that in their own way yeah. 20 years ago, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, Veronica Mars never talked about it. <laughs> I love Veronica Mars. Yes, she let the record show. That was me mentioning the best show ever. <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, my last note for that episode was sexy ridges. Yeah, and mine was Wesley hitting on that demon girl. Eye roll. Yeah. It's up there with yeah. James Bond bullshit. <laughs> James Bond bullshit. Uh, we talked about how he uh, jumped in the shower yep. with a sex oh, uh, slave. Yep. yep. And... Yep. Started making out with her, yeah, and unacceptable. Mm. Not cool. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to like. It's hard. It's hard to be a feminist all the time when mm-hmm. you're just running on cocaine. <laughs> I think that might be the lesson. I think that is that's that's the cultural lesson that we learned from this. Episode. It's hard to be a feminist all the time, and I'm. I don't know that I said my feelings. Angel definitely came when she put his, her hand up next to him. So you think that? Okay, he came in his pants. And then, and then he's like, she, oh, that's why he had a shower because he had jizz all over his pants and <laughs> yeah, legs. <laughs> cool. Sorry, I, I realized I didn't say my opinion. Cool, that cool, is my cool, opinion cool, cool. of what happened because it goes with how much of a doofus he is. Yeah. That one little hand. Yeah, just the little hand. Uh, all right, but let's move on to evil little Ryan. Oh, my gosh. He's so evil. Wait, his name was Ryan? For real, yeah. Oh, damn. There's a lot of people screaming Ryan this whole episode. (laughs) Angrily, happily. No, not really happily. No, no one was happy with that kid. It's because, like, whenever a character is named Zach, I notice it. Yeah. So I'm with you. But we're like, nobody else cares. (laughs) The name Ryan is clearly a signal Mm. to me Mm. watching this episode. Um,. And that dad did a really good job of seeming really horrible and creepy at the beginning. Oh, my God. Okay, so that dad, I love that character and that (laughs) actor. And I was like, let me find out more about this actor. So I looked him up on IMDb. Uh His name, I have his name here. It's Will Kemp, Mm -hmm. Uh K-E-M-P-E. And he was also, he played a minor part in like one of my favorite movies ever, which is Metropolitan by Whit Stillman. Oh, that's such a good movie. And he was Rick von Sloniker, okay. the like rapist baron. Um, <laughs> in that, so he was like, I mean, he's got like a good career of being a creep. Yeah, um, but he, he, like just the like the creepy acting, mm-hmm. and I like I just love like creepy TV acting. Where it's, mm-hmm. like, it's just it's so absurd and so pleasing yeah because it's like so transparently ridiculous yes yeah and like you can totally tell with a lot of like creepy tv acting that you're like oh i'm supposed to be fooled by this like yeah uh, like the, during his performance like i was like he is being like so aggressively creepy that i know it's not him yep but he's being so creepy your name is angel what <laughs> and then like, the mom <laughs> is like so insane and yeah, I, the mom is the real like she's the monster head case in the family. Yeah, because they should have sent that kid to a mental hospital 
years ago. Yeah. Your name is Angel? I have a little collection of angels. She like just pulls out her ceramic angels. I was like, uh, She's this... my favorite. I, I love this match? episode. Oh, God. Uh, and the like the little blonde kids, because like, like blonde kids, I mean, if you have blonde kids out there, I'm sorry, but your kids are evil. I, had, yeah. I was like, a blonde that, kid. That's the, only thing, kid. Mm-hmm. that's the only thing we've ever learned from horror movies is that little blonde kids are, are evil. evil. Sometimes They're they always grow up, evil. Sometimes they grow up and they start podcasts and they're just really <laughs> lovely and their hair turns brown because they're not evil. Well, that's just I, the evil like fading away. It's leaving you. Yeah. You outgrew your evil. No. But like, but it's like, it's like a common like horror movie oh, trope. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Like Village of the Damned and like Children of the Corn. Like mm-hmm. those are little, little evil blonde kids. Yeah. Because like blonde kids look creepy. I'm sorry if you have blonde kids I think, out yeah. there. I think if you, anyone who's super fair or super, like if you're just like, if you look monochrome when you're a child, I think that's where it's more upsetting. Also, there is this like, almost aggressive like angelic look to them that is like uncanny and it creates i feel like a sense of unease for small blonde children i think these two small blonde children to me at least maybe it was because i was a little kid in the 90s felt just like what little kids in the 90s looked like like really? they felt very real. I did not think that they looked creepy at all. Really? I like when they were fighting I was immediately over the, like, yeah. these are creepy. Okay, I was like, I, no. I could not really remember this episode, and I immediately was like, one of those kids is is, a, is possessed, one or both. You guys are just overly suspicious. That is what little kids look like. No, you wore a so. sweater little that kid, went up maybe, to your neck. No. You played with cards with your sibling. You bickered about who had more. Someone's stealing your cards. You had pigtails that like turned into little perfect curls, even though your mom didn't even do it. No, the mom is too busy collecting ceramic angels. Yeah, no, I was creeped out by the parents. Such a mess. The mom was such a mess. But you would be a mess. And okay, here. So I had a real emotional roller coaster with the husband Mm -hmm. because at first I was like, he's a monster. He's so mean. Um, he's so mean to his wife. Like when he's like, God, the roast is a little dry. Like at the table, I was like, that's rude. She cooked that. Okay. But she was also, he was calling Angel out for being a liar. Yes. Which is not evil. That's no. just suspicious. And, and just like generally how he was treating his wife. I then started like thinking about like, God, but if I was that guy and I had this kid that was like very obviously like, we need to talk about Kevin, like something's wrong with this mm-hmm. kid. And my wife is like refusing to try and like help our kid. I would start to resent my partner, and 100%. I think he for sure does resent her because all she wants to do is just collect angels and like hug her little boy. Also, do you think it's possible that he was having an affair with Uncle Frank when he was like our family friend? When uh, they first said that, I was like, "Oh, this is someone you were sleeping with." Yeah, your reaction right now. Yeah, he seemed like I think maybe he and Uncle Frank were more than just fake uncle. They were like dad. weightlifting friends. Isn't that what dads that do? Code? I think so. Dads? dads? Just dad. dads, dads have li- weightlifting didn't, friends. Didn't your dads go out like every like Saturday afternoon <laughs> for, for like weightlifting? a few hours to like lift weights? And, like They came home like smelling like lavender. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It was um, – but yeah. So I, I – then like I started really feeling for the dad. And I just felt like the parents were so like well cast. Like I was mm-hmm. so – the mom – I was so mad at the mom when she kept wanting to run over to her kid. I was like, I was infuriated. Well, I think I think that that's like one of those. It's one of those like 
uh, tropes that's like so obviously like the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, come on. Haven't you seen a movie? Like, I know. I know. It's like, don't come to that kid. Yeah. But it also is rooted in like a very elemental human thing. Yeah. yeah. Wanting to protect and, you. Yeah. When your child's calling out to you, like that's that's not her being like being stupid. I mean, there's something fundamental but he has when a you, demon voice. And, and it all like paid sure, off. Sure, but it paid he wasn't off using the demon voice. He was mm-hmm. using the kid voice. It paid off so well in like the little kid choking yeah. <laughs> shot, which I like just I, like I think I think overall, like one thing that this episode did really well, and I think this episode was much better written than mm-hmm. the other one um, is like and like it overdid it in some spots was like setups and payoffs. Yeah. Um, like there were like some ridiculous things like like when um, uh like Angel brought out the brownies and the and the dad was like, You kids don't get hot chocolate tonight. And yeah. they're like, yeah. Oh, no treat. And then like like they needed that setup so that when the kids have hot chocolate later in the episode, yeah. you understand that they're the That's kind of kids treat. who have hot yeah. chocolate is like, Oh, you don't need you didn't need to set that up. No. Uh but it was like uh you know, like I think that there were a lot of like good examples of like setup and payoff yeah. in the episode. I think with that one, and yes, the fact that it's the hot chocolate and the hot chocolate comes back was obviously on purpose. But it was also giving us things that if you're looking at it to see a horrible abusive father, you could read that subtext of like, oh, he's being mean to them. Mm-hmm. But once you know he's just a good dad, you're like, Yeah, that makes sense. The dad is saying you get one dessert, you don't get two desserts. Like in, yeah, I liked that because I felt like he's the performance was like, if you want, if you eat these brownies, no hot chocolate later. Yeah. Or else I'll beat you with a belt. But like that was yeah. the subtext. But like once you know what happens, like, oh, no, he was just being like, hey, you're my kids. You're getting one dessert. Yeah. And it also. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where it's like you can take anything someone says and like with different context, like it can mm-hmm. mean it can either mean something very nefarious or just something completely innocent. Yes. Um. Yeah, because, like, everything he did, it's just, like, you know, like the music and, like, the fact that we thought he was the demon and, like, all that. We were like, fuck that guy. He is a demon. But that same thing could be said of just, like, a guy that's fucking tired because his kid is possessed and just kind of evil. Mm-hmm. And then his wife is, like, enabling this kind of behavior. And that sucks. And that poor sister. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's hard to, like, be a parent of an evil child, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, you know, and I think we need to have a little sympathy for him. I do. I, I agree. <laughs> I like that's one of those things that like I think I think everyone kind of at the core is afraid of that like their kid could be evil. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like how scary is that? Yeah. I don't know. I kid. think that you could also just be like the mom, right? Where the last thing you'll ever believe is that your child is evil. Yeah. And maybe that is like an overcompensation because the fear that's underneath somewhere Mm -hmm. but like i don't think that mom ever acknowledged to herself that her child might just be pure evil yeah well do you think the writer is like playing out like personal traumas in this episode i don't know guys and like exploring like like my mom like she loved my mom loved me and my dad was a little distant and let's uh that's interesting because like the mom's love isn't treated as a good thing either like it does feel like a post-therapy writing session because, yeah. mm-hmm. like, we see that the mom's enabling and love is not helping either child. It's not protecting the well, little girl at all. Well, maybe it's like, like, my mom loved me and, like, she was wrong because I'm unlovable. Yeah. Ooh. And that's like, wow. I mean. Because, yeah, it's like, look heavy. at the, yeah. I can see someone being like, look at this wake of destruction that I've left. Yeah. How could anyone love me? I've only gotten this far because 
my mom loved me when I was a kid. And yeah, like, like, did you guys ever sleepwalk? No, no. Okay, did you? I did a little bit. Um, when I was like second or third grade, and so I think and you did, were a blonde kid, and I was a blonde kid. Oh Ryan, <laughs> I like walked out my front door, and my parents were like watching t- watching like Letterman or something in the living room, and they were like. What's up? And I was like, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> like, I went out the front door. <laughs> and they, like, That's found so me cute. around the side of the house. Yeah, I didn't murder anything when I was a kid. Okay. I was a night, but both my brother and I were super blonde. Uh-huh. And, yeah, very little evil. But I do think, like, they're, I, I think they did put a lock on the door because of that. Because of the walk. Oh, your parents the sleepwalking. Said. I think like a like a big padlock. It was not like that. But I like think, a storage I feel container. Like they did. Padlock. Maybe I'm misremembering, but it it was like a concern. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't that upset about the lock on the door. Yeah, I was like maybe he sleepwalks. I mean, I was upset by their faces while they were doing it. When like the mom like hold, holding her hand to the door and being like, "Do we have to?" And then they're like, "Lock, lock." Um, that was the same house where my brother, who was younger. Uh, had a back door to the patio in his bedroom. Oh. And I was like, oh, man. Wish we had stayed there till we were older. Yeah. So much sneaking out. There's a lot and of And it was like out. the opposite end of the house from wow. my parents' bedroom. Maybe your parents were like, this can't continue. <laughs> we got to move to Maryland. got to move to Maryland. Um, Nobody sneaks out in Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's bedroom, and where my mom and dad lived uh, until my dad left, was like the front of the house and right by the front door. So like, and our oh. end was like right next to the stairs. Like when you went in the front door, you you couldn't see my mom's bedroom, but it was like right there. And then there was steps up to where my brother and I slept. So so you really couldn't. Yeah, you have to go right by her room. You'd have to go right by and right up the. You'd have to go by the wind. Like her front window was right by the front door. Yeah, and then you would have to go upstairs. That like pretty much went over her bedroom and then to your bedroom and my brother's was right over hers oh no way oh no way. i mean so we used the garage <laughs> guys it worked out oh wow you know i never snuck out ever i didn't sneak out a lot but i would have i yeah i guess i would have people over like because mm-hmm. my mom also always went to bed early oh. so like i would i think both my brother and i would have people over at times where my mom wasn't fully conscious that people were over mm-hmm. like she'd be like oh i'm sure everyone went to bed at 10 because i went to sleep at nine and be like, uh, uh-huh okay cool did you ever sneak out i don't think so i was a good kid and i pretty much was allowed to do whatever i wanted to do did you have a curfew i never no i don't think so have we talked about curfews did you have a curfew <laughs> yes I had, I was like, we didn't talk about it. I don't think. My parents were just like super strict. And like, I was not allowed to leave the house like after 8 p.m. Oh, on any day of the week. No. Unless it was like someone's birthday party. Yeah. So I just lied all the time. Yeah. I didn't have a curfew, but the expectation was like that I would call and say what the plan was. Yes. I remember you saying that, that you, as long as you called. Yeah. As long as like my parents knew where I was. I was not encouraged. So I guess I didn't really sneak out that much because there was no reason to sneak out. But my, if my mom went to bed at nine, I would not wake her up to tell her stuff. Yeah. I think my brother is the same way. Like, he was more of a trouble kid, but like, and not troubled like little Ryan. <laughs> like, he was yeah. more of a troublemaker. But I, neither of us, yeah, if my mom was asleep, it's very hard to like get the gut, to get the interest to wake someone up to tell yeah. them your plans. Yeah. I'd be like, I'll tell her in the morning. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. We live in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Like, uh, you know, kids, eh, 
Whatever. <laughs> if they make some mistakes, whatever. Yeah. That's how it goes. They'll learn, hopefully. Yeah. So after, yeah, because the first time he probably meant to burn all his family alive. But mm-hmm. he just killed Uncle Frank. He and he just, learned. Well, okay. Yeah. So he here's my question. To, so Uncle Frank was at their house? We don't know where Uncle Frank was. Uncle Frank was at their house. That was yeah. so funny. He was funny. at the gym. Also, yeah. <laughs> also, you know what was so funny was when... Uh, I know that it was like for our benefit as viewers, yeah. but when um, the dad is like talking to the mom and he's like, remember that family friend we had? The kids called him Uncle Frank. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, I remember the guy who fucking burned in a fire. I remember <laughs> that guy. But it was so like heavy handed. Yeah. I was like, oh, we get it. Um, I did also... Oh, speaking of things, people have to work some stuff out in therapy. Mm-hmm. When Wesley just quietly is like, oh, my God, sometimes fathers don't need demons to terrorize their children. <laughs> yeah, well, that was like, so I, much baggage. I, like, I think that that's another example of like this episode. You know, I think that that's probably the best example of the mm-hmm. like setup and payoff in this episode, which like the writer fucking overdid. Yeah. Um, a <laughs> bit. But like, yeah, with that daddy thing. And then like later, it's like the little demon kid uh, like got much cuter. I yeah. Thought, <laughs> uh, with the demon makeup. Um, but like demons are really good psychotherapists mm-hmm. like always like yeah. always always in, in entertainment like if you have a, like a little kid with a demon in it like that kid is going to be a really effective psychotherapist uh-huh. who like just gets right to your core issues Absolutely. Like, and maybe maybe we're just maybe we're looking at them the wrong way as a society like yeah. maybe we should just we should get them to like help us like explore uh Explore like the the things that we can't really deal with. Yeah, yet. I think that's really smart. The only counter I have to that is crucifix to the neck. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty. Well, you just that was pretty you just painful. you stay outside of the like uh, outside okay. of the ring of uh, right. baking powder. Yeah, you're fine. No, okay. in that that like cost plus vase. Yes, <laughs> skinny little top. Um, yeah, and I think that kind of touches on like, um. Something that in this universe happens a lot with demons is that, like, since they don't care about, like, hurting people's feelings or anything like that because they're evil, sometimes they'll say, like, super helpful stuff that just cuts right to the core of someone that, like, they kind of needed to hear Um, because we have seen that in Buffy and pretty recently Mm -hmm. and um, here now with this kid Um, because, yeah, that kid – and it allows you to – Basically, like, rewrite history by, like, saying what you wish you always could have said yeah. to them. But it's fine because it's, like, that's a demon with my father's voice or whatever. Right. Or I guess my own voice. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that you was know, I think interesting. They're, I, think they're, I think they're actually kind of a force of good. Yeah. <laughs> except, for the, except for the crucifix. They the just have to be bit. controlled. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I think, I think, Do we, sound I think like we need to, like, look, at the, look mm-hmm. at the good, good part of anybody, you mm-hmm. know? You're right. Even an etherist, even. Because at the end, like, in the cave with, like, the cave talk, it was like, oh, like, he seems, like, really reasonable. And, like, yeah. thank God he was trying to get that little kid to walk into traffic because that's a little evil kid. Mm-hmm. He, his yeah. toys are, like, cans of kerosene. Mm-hmm. It sort mm-hmm. of bummed me out that this demon has this awakening that there is something, like, his work, that it's, that there is something worse than what he's doing and that he... I don't know that there's a reason to get rid of evil in the world and then has to get murdered immediately. Yeah. I, I kind of I thought like, actually. Join the team. Yes. I was like, Angel, you know about redemption. You know about having done bad things and mm-hmm. then realizing they're bad and trying to fix it. And look, look at this guy. 
Yeah, after that like speech, it was like, oh, that all seems reasonable. And then to be yeah. like, oh, well, I'm going to chop your head with this Yes, axe. I'm going to split your brain. And also, like, wasn't the opening scene of this episode – okay, so this is one spot where the setup payoff doesn't yeah. work. It wasn't the opening scene like, here's this crazy sword, which is the only way to kill an Aetheros demon. Yeah. And then like at the end, it's like, oh, well, I, we like oh, we no, lost it, the prop. It wasn't, it wasn't Aetheros demons. It, it was, was some, some was other it? type of demon. That, like, okay. is out of, that you'll never like, – it's, it's extinct. extinct. Okay. But I was but that's true though, but like even but like why bring up Oh, for the coffee gag. Or the not the brownie, whatever, gag. The brownie gag. Okay. They brought it up I, I think it was only there just because it would be funny to, have to use okay. it to cut gross to cut brownies. Gross brownies. And Which then brownies and they had to are like one of the easiest things brownies. to cook. Mm-hmm. Like you there you can overcook brownies. Sure, but go bad. They're still not then it's not the cutting of them. I guess depending on how you do things. I say put parchment paper as yeah, your liner. Yeah, that'll be your friend. Parchment Lift paper it out. is your best friend. Do you use parchment paper when you bake? I don't bake. <laughs> oh, it's almost as bad as I don't dance. Well, I, I <laughs> no, can't. No, I'm kidding. It's so I'm, much better. I'm allergic to eggs, so like pretty much yeah. all baking is egg-based. A lot, a lot of yeah. And like I don't know of reasonable replacements that wouldn't just make it Gross. disgusting. Mm-hmm. Because so. the egg is about lift, right? Mm. I mean, yeah, that'd be why so many vegan things are dense. Yeah. I've made some vegan cupcakes. They're okay. Yeah, I've had some vegan stuff. It's much easier. If you're not trying to make vegan, life becomes much easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll make you some vegan cake. Ooh, brownies, we'll see. We'll see what you think. I feel like, are the no pudge vegan? Do you know which one of them? What are about? you saying? No pudge? <laughs> They're, uh... Yeah, I think they might be vegan. They're like a brownie mix. Oh, it's get a mix. It. Yeah. Um, and then what do you do? You just add water? Or maybe vegetable oil. Okay. Um. Anyway. Line or no, it's yogurt. Yogurt. Wait. That's not vegan. That's not vegan. So maybe it's not yogurt. I'll look it up. Okay. I'll do some research. Um. What about Rick's magic and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rick. I liked Rick a lot. Me too. Rick, uh, he's like the the guy, the PlayStation ad guy, right? Yeah, he's a and he's he, in a lot of he's in a lot of stuff. He's and like he, the not Andy Daly. <laughs> he was like dressed up like he he was he thought he was showing up for an episode of Mad Men. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And they're like, no, you're you own this this magic shop. <laughs> I did like how he made the, he closed the deal, even though he provided an a paltry excuse for a demon box. Yes, uh, just a little balsa wood box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that box didn't work. Yeah. The prop master was, uh, you know, they they spent so much time on, on that, that knife. dumb knife <laughs> and the, like, two-sided axe. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you you get the box you can find. That's true. That's fair. I also loved uh, Bitching Her Nun. Yeah. I liked her. Where she was like, you would come into a place of worship. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to burn you. You're going to pretend you're not a vampire? Yeah. I liked that. I liked her. I was hoping that she, I didn't remember the end of the episode. I was hoping that she was going to be like, just because a priest can do it doesn't mean I can't do it. I was hoping. I was hoping too. she was going to be like, yeah, I can I'll do, do it. it. I can read Latin. Yeah, I've been around. Yeah, I was That's hoping she I would wanted. do it. She didn't do it though. She didn't. Well, I think I think maybe that move to force like do like whatever do amateur exorcism yeah. was to take it a little bit away from the exorcist because it was yes. so close. It was there was close. a lot. And I think I think yeah. you know, I think part of the like, oh well we're not gonna do a priest because then it would just be like, oh, 
And after we finish airing this episode, we go to court. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like, and I think it's just, I don't like, uh, I mean, oh, I don't know how to say this. There's something lame about the difference between priests and nuns Mm -hmm. in terms of like, they both commit their entire lives to this thing Mm -hmm. and certain privileges are afforded priests that are not offered to nuns. Um, yeah, I feel okay with what I just said. Yeah. Um, so I think that that was just the like the feminist in me that was like, yeah, this nun could do it. Let the nun do it. I was so hoping the nun would do it. <laughs> well, but like, I so feel, I think that was I, Ryan Moby bringing that, bring that is, to the episode. I not think this episode. is a spec that you need to write because I like, like, like you know, whatever. All the priests like they they are, they're all losers, and like the <laughs> nun steps up and like yeah. she fights the demons. Right. I think. I mean, that, I do like, think there's going to be protests, right? Because Whatever. People, Catholic moms or what isn't that the name of that crew? You know, if They're there's like if there's one group that you want to protest, uh it's the Catholics because they'll give you a lot of uh a lot of marketing push. All right, yeah, cool. A lot like, of press. All right. Yeah. It's built in. All right, guys. Uh once I have the first draft, we'll do a table read. Oh um, get it done. Mm, you okay there? Yeah. Um so they keep talking about Doyle in this episode. And I was thinking that this was the episode where, uh, because that actor Glenn Quinn does mm-hmm. die in real life, and they like dedicate it, the episode to him when that happens. And I thought it was this one. Oh. It's not this one. He's no. not. It, when this aired, he had not died yet. Um, but I felt like at the end, when like Angel and the dad are like commiserating about how like. They both wanted to protect their family. Mm-hmm. I felt like also because I thought that this was going to be the episode that was dedicated to Glenn Quinn. I was like, oh, also like Joss Whedon is saying that like he wishes he could have protected his family of like little actors and mm-hmm. couldn't because Glenn died. But then he it didn't happen. So there's no point to what I just said. <laughs> I do think that. Yeah, I think that that, but that is a universal feeling, right? Of wanting to protect the people you love, mm-hmm. um, and that you can't always. Yeah, no, no matter what you do. Yeah, which I think is why we need to have a little more sympathy for the mother for in this episode. The mother, oh god, she's just. <sighs> I have sympathy for her. I don't. I don't feel like she helped her son. No. I think that if she... I think she hurt her son. I think if she had had a more clear-eyed view of what was happening, her son could have gotten help earlier, and Frank would still be alive. And all those animals that he killed. Was that in the episode? Am I thinking of something else? I mean, he probably did kill animals, like, given who he is. But I don't remember that in the episode at all. Okay. Zach is looking very thoughtful. (laughs) I don't think he remembers either. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to, like, think of, like, is there any... I don't think there was any animal death. But it it is like um that's like how you know that your kid is evil, right? Yeah. It's like it, Yes, the, there's the like three a few things. things. It's like is it is your kid blonde? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, you I was so on board with you until you mm-hmm. said such mean things. Blonde kids can grow up and have functional lives. Sure, if their hair changes. <laughs> but if it stays. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like like killing animals yeah. or harming them, uh, pyromania and bedwetting. If all three, then your yeah. kid might have. And a, there's also the corollary of yeah. send them out to plane traffic. Uh, the head injuries when they're very very young. Oh, interesting. A lot of serial killers have had head injuries, had serious head injuries when they were kids. Mm-hmm. Hit their head really bad. 
Which makes sense. I mean, because a person with that a fully... That to me. So, uh-oh. 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 And all kids are a little bit into fire, right? Because fire... I think all kids like are weird and hard to predict, and you feel like a god. Yes. Okay, you saying that as a former blonde <laughs> child is upsetting to me. Um, but no, there is, but like pyromania specifically. I never killed an you didn't kill animals. Wait, Did you burn a house? No, I never burned anything down. I, but yeah, I like I liked fire. I liked seeing it. I liked like when we would have campfires. Ooh, I would just sit would by the campfire love all. to throw shit into yeah. the fire. Oh. I like. Uh, Okay, so just to preface this, uh, I never uh, hurt animals, and I never wet the bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, not never, but like, yeah. not, not. It was not a chronic not a issue. Um, but uh, with like fire, like at some point I found out that like when you set like Nerf stuff on fire, it burns really good. And I like, like Nerf, like like those balls? Like Nerf balls. Yeah, Nerf balls. Like whatever. Like, like that styrofoam we touched $25 like yeah. ball. Yeah. Like they burn so cool. Really? What happens? Uh, they, I mean, they just like they just go up and it's like cool. cause like a create like a ton of like black smoke. Oh, uh, cool! And they smell like it's probably uh, chemical fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I was like, oh man, you couldn't give me Nerf stuff when I was little. Yeah, I was I would say, and that, stuff's ex- <laughs> that stuff is expensive. Yeah, yeah Nerf that stuff not... is expensive. Yeah, but it's I mean, it burns fun. No. Okay, that makes me want us to have a how does it burn podcast. Ooh. And by podcast, I just mean can we hang out and burn, burn stuff. stuff. Yeah. I I really liked uh, lighting matches mm-hmm. and like seeing how long I could go because I think I saw it in some movie. Yeah, and just before like, it would hurt before I would drop it. You're yeah. supposed to do it as a game of chicken against another person, which is but I would like train and like practice. <laughs> well, and, I think that that that's like uh, it's like one of those kind of like frat sorority initiation mm-hmm. things. Is like you light the like match and then you like recite the whatever yes. the like all the secrets of the sorority and. Mm-hmm. Then you've proven that you understand it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so much recruitment is about lighting fires and holding them in your hands. Yeah, or like it's so much. It's about like doing something that everyone else has done, so that you guys have all been through. Like it's faking the things that naturally happen when you're friends with someone for a long time. Which it's not fake, or just like it's speeding it up, or like it, yeah. or making like a artificial like, way. And fire and water are both like really, they're like common like symbols of initiation. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it's like it it does it like creates um, like a meaningful event, and or like uh, like a, a false trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like when you go through like a, when you go through like real trauma, you're like you have such stronger bonds with the people that you go through. So like if you create a false one, it's the same thing psychologically. I wonder though, if you took people who are in a fraternity or sorority for four years at the end, if you ask them to like say what cemented your bonds with these people, how many of them would go back to that initiation or how many of them would be like, it was when I got really drunk and they carried me home or like whatever i, don't I would know. say it's like more a, the latter i would that would is what i would posit as well yeah because i think but, it's, but it's to, to accelerate yeah. yeah 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 i mean no it's to jump start this thing but it's also you're also so much of it is and i wasn't in a sorority but so much of it it seems to be creating artificially creating something that naturally happens to people at that time in their life in that place mm-hmm like, I have serious bonds with the people I went to college with, but we didn't – they weren't formalized that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, 
it, there, there's like an artificial element to it, but I think it's also, it's like such a common um, thread through like different elements of culture. Cause mm-hmm. like what, you know, I mean, whatever, it's like not that different from a bar mitzvah or like a mm-hmm. quinceanera or, or a whatever. Bris. Yeah. <laughs> well, a bris generally happens young unless you convert. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you convert, it can happen. It can happen anytime. <laughs> anytime. anytime. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like uh, any of those like heavy tradition, um, like laden mm-hmm. things or uh, where, fuck, what's the word? Where ritual is incorporated, yeah. like that can often, like when people are doing it together, create uh, uh, like a bond because mm-hmm. you're both doing it together and then add to it some kind of like traumatizing element. Yeah. <laughs> like fire. That's like, it's like jump starting and then jump starting and then. Then you have like this base that's like we went through this thing together and now we're gonna like go through college together. Like watching a a coffin get lowered into <laughs> oh, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm saying I feel like that is sort of traumatizing <laughs> and really upsetting. Wait, but when did that happen? Uncle Frank. <laughs> oh, no, Uncle Frank. <laughs> it happens in funerals. I know. Oh. I'm just saying, it's a thing we all go. Yeah. We all watch this person that oh, we love, the saying. shell of the person that we loved, being lowered. being slower lowered into the ground to never return. Yeah. It's bonding. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you are closer with that person, I guess. And it's also, I was thinking of the different elements, and that's a way we do it with earth. Yes. Earth. Fire. Water. Wind. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, like death, <laughs> death rituals are like also, they're, they are really important in like the mourning process and mm-hmm. like. Uh, what you know? I mean, it kind of it doesn't really happen here, but like in so much entertainment, like it or whatever Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're like if I'm like going off the topic You're too much. Uh, we, uh, this we is usually like the talk, most on topic we've yeah, ever been. We usually have talked at least about five different movies and television shows mm-hmm. by now. So but you're like, so good in in Stranger Things. Like Winona Ryder's like her like her whole thing is like i need to like i need proof yeah and if you don't show me the body then like yeah i don't believe you and Mm -hmm. never will and i think like that like like the open casket wake and uh like seeing the body go into Mm -hmm. the ground is like it's so important in just the process and like whatever like getting to acceptance Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there is uh both so two two both of my grandmas uh died pretty recently and um they were both cremated and it's like a weird thing to like not there's like almost a feeling of no closure because like Mm -hmm. the thing that you have doesn't resemble the person at all but honestly in an open casket funeral the like the last thing i saw of both my grand my dad's parents both Mm -hmm. grandfather and grandmother that isn't didn't I can like I can I picture it right now in my mind like I'm never gonna forget that but that's wasn't them either yeah that's true so it's you like are not it's, your body you are not your body but also like your body loses something when you yeah. you don't, you don't well, look like well, you're I, sleeping like, either no I, I, like I think that that's part of like what makes the like mourning effective yeah. is that like you see it and you're just like oh like he is gone like yep. um because you like see the body and you're like that's like that's not that person anymore they're like yeah Yeah. like they're gone yeah Mm -hmm. yeah which this is so sad it is sad (laughs) but we're all gonna die so (laughs) i used to say like i didn't want an open casket when i die and now you think you want one i don't know this conversation's sort of like turning me 
Because really? I was thinking, because my thought was like, I don't want the last thing. Like I said, I have this image. I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't remember if my other, because I had three grandfathers who died. Because um, my mom's parents divorced and remarried mm-hmm. before I was born. So like, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. On one hand, I want, I'm going to be not here. Yeah. In my, so or, at least, will. or at least my feelings are not going to matter anymore. Like my desires, my whatever, don't really matter. Yeah. Hopefully I'm at peace. It's cool. Mm-hmm. So if it helps my family mm-hmm. and my co-host. Yeah. Because you'll be the most oh, sad. Oh, yes. You'll have a veil. Yes. <laughs> I'll throw myself yes. on the casket. No, we didn't even finish season seven. <laughs> um, yeah. So like. I guess then maybe I'm changing my mind. Maybe look at my body. I okay. I don't know. I I I I I I'm okay with looking at your body. Yeah. Do you think that it will help you? No. I okay. So the thing that helped me a lot, and and this is like fucked up that I am saying this, but whatever. Like a thing that helped me a lot is like when <laughs> so at my grandma's like ash spreading. Yes. A lot of things went wrong. Yeah. And that, like, really brought everybody, like, we were, like, laughing, and it, yes. like, made, well, I mean, I was, there were, like, four of us laughing, uh-huh. and then there was, like, one person that was, like, really frustrated, because, oh. like, the thing he was doing was wrong. Yeah. Because basically, we were supposed to, um, we had my grandma, like, in ash form, like, in a bucket, and we were supposed to, like, put her in the ocean, mm-hmm. and the guy driving the boat was, like, don't submerge the bucket. Just empty it as we're going, and it'll, like, go into the ocean. Yeah. And of course my uncle's like, I know what I'm doing. And he like submerges the bucket. And so all of the ashes won't come out. (laughs) And then so he like completely submerges it and then like lifts it all the way up and flips it over and it just bloops out like in the most horrifying. Yeah, not. Like it's just like boonk and like and everyone was just like. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) And I started laughing. Of course. But like that I want something I want people to be so shocked at my funeral uh-huh. by something that's happening that they start laughing like that's what I want I mean I will probably laugh at your funeral <laughs> yeah I want something like I want people to be like so like uncomfortable yeah that they start laughing and that makes them feel better like yes. cardboard cutouts of me various stages of my life you can take pictures with it maybe like we did that at my great aunt's funeral we had like a cardboard cutouts not just one but oh. it was like a full size and she she was a very uh I was going to try to relate her to someone on Angel. There's no one on Angel like her. She's great. Uh, but she was very, like, always life of the party, always a drink in her hand. Like, yeah. Always had, like, a crazy joke. Like, she used to tell me dirty jokes when I was a kid. Like, oh, we once shared a room when I was, like, six. It was separate beds, but, like, uh, one of the rooms of the beach house. And she was would tell me at the end of the night, she's like, I got to sleep in my bra because otherwise I got to roll them up and tuck them in. And she's like, <laughs> like so she was funny. just, like, full of life. She's yeah. the best. Um, and so at her, like, wake – not at a service, but at the at the the party, uh, there was a there's a full sized that's awesome black and white cut out of her, and every it just made everyone so happy. Yeah, like that's I what think, I want. I think that's I think would love it if it if whatever so dark whatever uh, funeral or wake or whatever. I hope that it celebrates the kind of like I hope that you yes. guys throw you guys because you're in charge. Okay, girl. um, I hope that the part like a party gets thrown is the kind of party that I would love to be at. And people, do you know what I mean? Like yes. I, versus every, I don't, I don't want everyone to be sad all mm-hmm. the time. I mean, you can be sad a little bit. I do want at least three people to throw themselves on my coffin. I want like people right, pushing count. each other out of the way to throw themselves on my all coffin. Right. If if no, if third person hasn't done it by the time we it. get 
through the eulogy, I'll do it. Well, I mean, if if you have the first two, you have to have a third. No, there has to be a third. <laughs> there will be enough comedy people at your funeral that that will like, yes, definitely happen. We're all gonna do it. <laughs> Group mind. Let's all jump on. I think I think everyone will do it. I think we will break the um, thing holding up your coffin. Oh my god! Like what it'll if the be coffin caves in. No, then, it'll be all the nerdist house teams. And then we I, will all do it, and it'll just go. Uh, and then boom. <laughs> Three more so people awesome. will die. Oh, what a dream. Cool. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about your funeral, Zach? I, okay, so <laughs> they they say that the singularity, like the technological oh, yes. singularity might happen in like 2045. What is, what is that? That's like when um, computers uh, start improving themselves, basically. Mm, like mm-hmm. computers start designing like better computers and it's like runaway progress, technological okay. progress. Mm-hmm. We will have point. no control anymore. Yeah. Cool. So like- uh, I'm kind of thinking like I want to make it that far so like they can just upload my personality. I would like that to like the like neural net, mm-hmm. and then I can just be like a robot. Yeah, because what's the difference? Yeah, that's my thinking. Is like technology gets far enough that I can upload myself into like a like a monster robot, mm-hmm. and then I could be like a giant monster. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> but that's also interesting because post singularity. Hmm. Is there no more sex, like for reproduction? Oh, we can program that. So, but why? I mean, would, that'll be the first. So we create babies. That's what I'm saying. Are, would there if if we don't die, there's no room for babies. That's sad a little bit. I mean, yes, like, like the way every five years, isn't it? Like, or is it every ten years? Uh, a, every computer bit gets ten times smaller or something. Yeah, maybe something that's like that. that might even be too many years. Well, now, because progress is so... Yeah. So, essentially, there'll be room for way more than 8 billion people Mm -hmm. once we're all uploaded. Sure. Because, and then as time will go, there'll be more room for more and more people. But also, Will, I've seen her. I have not seen her. Girl. I know. Um, But at some point, the robots are not going to want us. No. They're just going to turn us off. We're going to be, we'll be dinosaurs. But have you seen the Johnny Depp movie? I think it's called Transcendence, where it's like he like gets uploaded. Doesn't he then, become evil? I mean, of course Isn't he it, does. It's Everybody like Hollow does. Man. It's uh, like Hollow Man. No, with the singularity. Well, he doesn't become evil. Oh, it's okay. like it's like whatever. Like people assume he's evil, and like he has to defend himself. Oh, okay. like, after that, so and by murdering people. I, oh wait, like, no listen. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna defend Johnny Depp too rigorously. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Yeah, uh, but it was like, oh, okay, like, uh, you know, we we don't know where it's going to go. But basically, my my thinking with my death is yeah. uh, maybe I'm not actually going to die. Yeah, maybe I mean, you'll just be up. I, maybe, I mean, I, I can understand how that's like, uh, whatever, like, that's where religion comes from is like people being like, maybe I won't. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's kind of a possibility. Yeah. I think the fundamental – like it's such a fundamental truth about humanity that we die. Like mm-hmm. mortality is almost what makes us human in some ways that I don't know what the world post-death is like. Like because I think I'm going to probably have to make that decision for my parents before I have to make it for myself. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Do I want that for them? Do I want – of course I want – I don't want to live a day where my parents aren't around. But at the same time, like you're you're signing up for this thing that could be fundamentally different in a bad way. 
Well, so maybe like if you decide that you don't want to keep living forever, if you're like, let's say you're uploaded, you can like delete yourself. But could you? I mean, couldn't, I don't know. Couldn't the computers imagining. just decide what you do or don't do? Yeah, but I you're mean, part of a computer. But you're you know? you're a computer. Wait, but you're too. not the. I'm and who's the I boss? Think, you know, every like like I mean, it's sure. Like, but oh I grew gosh. up in a capitalist system. The people with the money are the boss, and I'm never going to be the people with the money. Well, so, when you're the computer, like when everybody's the computer, we're all we're all in it together. That sounds like a socialist. It's view. a socialist utopia. Okay, it is uh, sure. If the, there's a the socialist utopia, is the utopia. It is. That's possible, but it, I don't think so. I think the richest people are going to get uploaded first. Oh, for I think sure. the people I think with the money are going to own the technology. And then I think if 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 the way that humanity has treated each other is mirrored in the way that the computers treat themselves, there will be a hierarchy. And I and so I don't think I'll be in the top of that. I don't think I'll have the power in the post singularity. Well, I think it all it all comes down to how effectively um, energy is harnessed and generated. Oh, that's also that's like, a great question. That's like w- what it's all about. And like with like uh, you know a singularity, the idea mm-hmm. I think is generally that the advances are so uh, like exponential mm-hmm. that it becomes a non-issue. It's just like like the only issue is how quickly can um, the infrastructure be built, right? And then and then what? I don't know. But then like – You're right. I want to see the post-death world. I just am scared of it. I think I'm just – I don't know – because are people going to be friends with each other? Is there a meaning to life when you can't die? I don't know. Also – I think there will be unknown unknowns um, maybe. Like uh, another good way to go would be um, like like a a burial at sea but in space where you're just like – Yeah, shot into space. Yeah, Yeah, a little Hunter S. Thompson action. Yeah. Yeah. I I would want that too maybe – being launched into space. I think I'm just, me up. just like a, I let medical students use me or whatever. Oh yeah, that's true. You could let yeah. me. They are not. <laughs> you know, we yeah. talked I mean, about like, that. Remember? It's like altruistic, but like, I think come on. Well, At I'm not point, using it anymore. Oh, so maybe. Okay. Oh, but then never mind. I was going to say, if you're being uploaded, then you could let people use your body, but then we have no neat use for bodies. Like yeah, if your bodies. body starts failing, just upload. And then everybody's right. going to be uploaded. And then I think in the short term, and maybe not because it will grow so exponentially. I really do believe it will be rich people get uploaded, poor people do whatever work that they still need fingers to do. Mm-hmm. And it will create like such a uh, strata, uh, stratification of class. Oh, yeah. It's going to be bad. Yeah. And I while. don't, yeah. <laughs> so I think For I will sure. live through that part. And I feel like I'm going to be in the part that gets worked to death. That I, I just. Based on the last few decades of my life, I think that's where I'm going to be. I don't think I'm going to be one of the like first uploaded. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm scared of that part. But maybe it'll be so exponential and so fast, and this and so like uh, a amoral or like not care about the kind of bullshit that humans care about. That the singularity will lead us toward that utopia. It fast. might be like it, it might be pretty quick, like um, smartphones. Like mm-hmm. people didn't like a lot of people didn't have smartphones when they first came out. Oh my god! Only yeah. like ten years. We ago. didn't even talk about the flip phone. Oh, the cell phone thing I'm was so like glad we so talked about death so long. Ended. Yes, but I'm sure there's a part of the writers' room where at some point they were like, "Hey, a lot of our issues in the show could be solved if Angel yeah. had a cell phone." And they're like, "What would Angel do with the cell phone?" I'm like, all right, let's write a two minute bit where he 
flips it open, Have it tries so to make long. a call. Such a long... He can't make the call. He plugs it into his uh, cigarette lighter. Then he then he makes the call, and then he gets confused about the words that yeah. Cordelia says. Yeah, it's uh. I mean, like, whatever. I guess, like, back then, it was all the rage to make cell phone jokes. Uh, those jokes do not did not age well. And I don't no. think that they were original for, like... I, like, yeah, I think didn't that, feel fresh. Yeah, it was like, oh, like, let me let me watch what, uh, Stand Up Spotlight yes. real late one night mm-hmm. and then just put those jokes into my show. The mm-hmm. only thing that I think could be special about this, and I don't know, but just from having watched so much old... So I watched some intelligence then and I don't remember, is actually seeing a charger go into the cigarette lighter... Yeah, I don't know that you actually saw that shot may have been special for its time. I think it might have been because I don't ever remember seeing that ever. Like him I mean, taking in real out life, the saw it every day for like 10 years. Yeah, sure. But yeah. in television, I don't know that I've ever seen that before. Mm-hmm. They also do the Can You Hear Me Now, which I was like, is that referring to the commercials? The commercials what came which, first? No, and, I think uh, the commercials were later. And can we talk about that but scandal? That like, have we already talked about this? What? That he works. That he works for Sprint now. Oh, he does. Yeah, and he talks about his old his old commercials. Oh, yeah, he says like I used to ask, "Can you hear me now?" Mm-hmm. And now I don't have to ask. But it's like, are you not understanding the the premise of your old commercials? Because <laughs> you used to ask that because you weren't on Verizon or whatever you were on. Yeah, I, I don't think that we should. <laughs> Be too hard on that guy. Because... I don't know. That guy deserves to never work again. <laughs> no, not that guy. I'm saying the writers for him. That, yeah, that guy. I'm saying, like... listen, you, you, get don't, you one... know me on selling out. If you got to sell out, you sell out. That's what I say. I don't like I it. I mean, if it people makes... are buying, yeah. I'm selling. Yeah. Like... yeah. Ooh, I'm selling. I don't know. Okay. You want that I, Sprint money? I think I don't like it of Sprint because there is something very like snarky and like, yeah. look how smart we are. We, we did this stunt. Yeah. And then I also don't like it of him to to betray his old people. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't like it. But you it. don't know what his relationship was like with Verizon. Maybe they weren't nice to him. I guess. I Yeah. I don't know. I really, it it bugs me. Or maybe they're not that funny. Maybe if they were funnier. You I know, think that I would like it better. is that they're just more mean-spirited than funny. And we know how we feel about mean-spirited over funny. Not good. You know, oh, you're right. If it was funnier and less mean-spirited, I think, or if he did a cameo and you would watch it, you'd be like, wait, is that the yeah, Verizon guy? just walked by and just said, like, I can hear you or something. And I think, I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. I think they could have done it in a way that I would have cheered. Instead, I'm like, oh, geez, Louise, guys. But, like, the the whole premise of that commercial is, like, doesn't matter who yeah. has who your cell phone yeah. plan is with. They're all the same. Get the cheap yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh well, like what? Like what are you selling me on that? You're saying you're saying like <laughs> we offer no special <laughs> things. So yeah. so just go with us. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not just stick with the <laughs> company that you've been with? Because who, who cares? It doesn't Nobody make any difference. <laughs> like they're they're all equally bad. <sighs> mm-hmm. Oh, or good. I mean, it's way better than what Angel is experiencing. Sure. Okay. Angel must have been in some kind of weird. I mean, this is a Los Angeles of twenty years ago. Fine. Mm-hmm. He was out by the ice factory. Yeah, the ice factory. Oh my god, that ice factory <laughs> <laughs> across the street. What was the other? Factory? I like that. I like that at the ice factory, the body was just like sitting out, uh-huh. rotting in the yeah. sun. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody showed up for work that day. Yeah, they, well, and and what you is can't his, you can't yeah. leave an ice factory unattended because the ice is going to start melt. to melt. Yeah, 
Um, right. I also like that that security guy just drinks on the job. Mm-hmm. Openly. <laughs> he just openly drinks mm-hmm. on the job. Yeah. I was like, ah. Well, I thought, like, because the guy they cast, I think they, like, didn't do a great job casting. Because I was like, oh, is this, like, some, like, mafia? Oh, like, my God, he totally yes. looked like he was the mafia. Like, like, what, like, what is this, like, situation? Like, because if he was supposed to be, like, the night security yeah. guard at the ice factory... Like, I think that they. Well, he came from cast. a security company. So okay. he was like, uh, he was a mercenary security guy. <laughs> yeah. And I guess, like, if your ice company is frequently getting shipments of intergalactic, like, <laughs> sex yeah. princesses, then, like, maybe you need to have out, like, a special mercenary. But, like, generally, like, mm-hmm. like the setup, like, I was like, oh, like, here's Mafia guy. Yeah. And it was like, uh, and. Yeah, the fact that it was just, like, random Ice Factory, I thought was, like, oh, the casting director, like, kind of missed the boat on this yes. one. Yes, or, like, yeah. this guy read for a mafia part in another episode, and they just had his headshots. They're like, yeah, this guy. Let's just get this guy. Yeah. It had a very, like, he just had kind of, like, a thuggy kind of, like, he felt like a thug from, like, one of the Batman. And I want to say. he was there to do I'm, crime. I'm yeah. sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he's nice. He doesn't harm animals. No, he doesn't. He doesn't wet the bed. <laughs> yeah, but it just just the 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 setup I thought was like yeah. really mm-hmm. misleading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not like we would have guessed it. It's not like it's not like the trope that they were playing with was so obvious. We'd be like, oh, it's a portal runaway from a place where she's going to get her brain and her sex taken away. Like, yeah. no, they could have shown us a lot. They could have played it really straight, and it still would have been mysterious. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, they could have just, it could have just been a security guard, a light, he opens a thing, and he burns his face off. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, I, I like the, all the, like, do not open stickers, because <laughs> it's, like, it, you, I mean, you have to open it. You have obviously. to. Obviously. Because, like, if you work at an ice factory, and mm-hmm. there's, like, some, like, mysterious package, you're, like, why is what this? could this be? Yeah, what? I what, wish the noises. What do they have? Some fucking fancy ice? Yeah. <laughs> like, I wish the noises had sounded more like a woman. Yeah, because they all talked like women, and that I would a hundred anyone would open a box, even if it said "do not open." If someone said "help me," mm-hmm. you'd be like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah. there's weird kind of smuggling of humans in this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you would help them, but instead, it was just like a. Yeah, it was very noise. like uh, whale soundy. Yeah, it was like I'm not opening whale sound box. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I would. I think you would. I would definitely open. Help me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I think trapped. I think if you're the night security guard at the ice factory, you've had several beers. Maybe you know. Maybe in that case, you like there's not a lot to do uh, because you don't have to thwart too many fucking no. ice crimes. <laughs> no ice, <laughs> ice crimes. Wow. I think we. That's like a whole. Series that we could write. <laughs> Ice crimes. Ice crimes. Um, uh, we also get a little Kate. Oh yeah, I still, forgot she's, she's in still this mad show. at Angel. Yeah. That's um, the blonde the, woman. Yeah, pretty Elizabeth. cop mm-hmm. from um, Law and Order. Yes. Mm-hmm. She comes in for a mere second. She shows up to let Angel know he's not out of the doghouse for being a vampire, even though his vampire powers help save her many, many, many times. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like been like, "I'm not evil," and she's like, "I don't care." Essentially. Yeah. Even though he's demonstrated not evilness yeah. with her. So many A times. thousand times. Yeah. But she's still pissed. She's pissed. And he just saved a family. Mm-hmm. Like tonight. So she's just really, she's just really skeptical 
She's, about him. Yeah, I think they were trying to do like a character who doesn't buy into Angel's bullshit and like really holds him to standards and like is really disappointed that he's a vampire and like doesn't trust him. And we've talked about this before. I don't know if it's a weakness in Kate's acting or the writing <laughs> or a combination, but she's like, rarely does she not feel like just a waste of time. Yeah. Like her character, uh, either in how it's written or how she plays it, does not seem to ever want to be in a room with Angel. They were pushing like a romance thing with them for a while. It was like negative chemistry. They kind of stopped with that though. Yeah. Well, I mean, he can't even handle a hand. So oh, the hand I don't know what he would have done with the hand whole gets woman. Him showered. I, like you kind of, it kind of makes me think. Like, wouldn't it be great if just like every episode or two, like he just fucking soaks his pants and has to take yes. a shower? Yeah, yeah. I would love it. And then, yeah. And each time Cordelia and Wesley would come in and be like, "Uh, you had to take a shower again." Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. You have to get someone day. else to do your <laughs> yeah. laundry. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this is <laughs> this is out of control. Um, um, I don't have anything. I don't know. You want to talk more about death? No. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, so these two episodes, I think, do show kind of the variance of tone that the, the show's still trying to figure out where its groove is. And there's a lot of elements. I think Cordelia is a strong thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, like, they took so much better care of uh what the actress Christmas yeah. Carpenter in the second episode? Mm-hmm. Um, in the first, like they really like threw her to the wolves <laughs> with like terrible jokes and like really like putting just like they really put like a lot of shit on her yeah. head in that episode. Mm-hmm. And I thought in the second, like they, I mean, she didn't have as much to do, mm-hmm. but like the stuff that she had to do was like much less like degrading and not like. Not like sexually, yeah, degraded, but like, like as an actor, like yeah. But it was like they gave her like, like I mean, whatever. Like oh, like you made gross brownies, and it's yeah. like not. It's not like crazy. It's like right. okay, this is like a comic relief character kind of mm-hmm. doing like a silly thing that's mm-hmm. like playable instead of like trying to like trying to like sell your coke jokes yeah like. whereas i felt like the and especially in that and i love that it was called rick's magic and stuff but also that scene with her and rick yeah. worked perfectly like it, it was great made yeah. her look like a like she was on her game and was really fun you know it it was like almost a showcase for her yeah of mm-hmm. doing the kind of funnier stuff and it it, it yeah and it showed her like sh- assuredness her um sense of humor her like that was like a really nice display of what her character can can be in that scene I think and I did like that she didn't really know what to do with the upset mom <laughs> like I like that they don't lean on Cordelia as a character to represent all that is feminine on the show no like she she gets to just be a human being yeah that was nice um but yeah don't stick a cr- cross on my neck oh my god that was really upsetting that was so insane also like I was surprised that he was like so easily healed from that. Like, maybe it didn't yeah. go as deep as it looked. Yeah, I think they were like, they kind of like glossed over. They're like, well, we can't have anything that bad happen to him. Yeah, yeah. Because then, then like the next time we'll we'll have to have like Doyle and Wesley. <laughs> yeah, I can't all my losses. <laughs> Everybody keeps dying on me. Which I mean. If you, if they just did like a pure like Murphy Brown on yeah. the show, that would be kind of amazing. That been fun too. Where just 
every like few episodes, you mm-hmm. just have to like ex- expand the list of like dead like English yeah. uh, assistants. Been <laughs> so good. If only they had thought of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think these two show a breadth of the show, and I think they're good. Kind of, I mean, I don't know if you're gonna keep watching, but now <laughs> you've seen, I think, what Angel has to offer, at least in this first season. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thank Do you, you have so- any final thoughts? Yeah. Not, not really. I think, we, <laughs> I think we covered a lot. You got but, it all. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Zach. Yeah, it was um, super fun. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, come see Nerdist shows at the Nerdist School stage. Yeah. Yeah. That's, do you have anything if else? You, no. Go to nerdistschool.com slash shows. Check it out. Come Sunday nights for improv, Saturday nights for sketch. And sometimes our teams are linked together, right? No, not anymore. Uh, hours I think are not anymore. I think we we're used- an hour apart. Yeah. Oh, so we'll never be linked. Oh, we'll, we'll be close. Just come out on a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Catch some improv. It'll be fun. Yeah. Did you say the name of your team? Uh, Sweetheart is the name of my team. Cool. Yay. Yay. Um, how do we close this show? And we, just, we just close it? <laughs> we just like, I don't okay, know. We'll, um, uh, so the deal is you die. Only I'd, two people are on your thing. I will jump on. Yeah. I die. Veil. Full, Veil. Full thing. Weeping fully. Well, but then have fun at the party. Yeah, have fun at the party. Zach, uh, launched into robot. space or giant robot? Yeah. Maybe both. Right. I'm so glad Giant robot this. launched into space. All right. <laughs> okay. Think about how you want to die. Bye.